you are created by a loving God. This loving God has gifted you. And when you realize and become who you are, you will succeed. God's plan for you is perfect. God does not make mistakes. It's perfect. And he has instilled within you everything that you need. We have found out in this series that that is called the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. And this is not a future event. Someday, in the sweet by and by, it's now. If you are born again, you have the absolute ability to walk in victory in your life. I gave you in this series four things you were created to be. Let's go over that. First of all, we found we were created to believe in Jesus. This talks about our salvation and the ability in faith to move mountains. No more rejection. We found that when you were born in this world, you were born rejected, which produces, if not changed, selfishness. But because of the power of our salvation and the fruit of this transformation, we found in the second point, We were created to belong. We are family. You belong. Healing has manifested. And you now start a new life with a new family. You can choose to be offended or be a person of forgiveness. It is amazing to me how that the enemy does the same stuff and people fall to the same thing. And the reason is, is because they are still living out of their past, their past, what I say, life, the past life of not being born again. Because there is this fruit uh, of that rejection that creates in our life not knowing who we were created to be. Every decision, everything we say is based upon this rejection, based upon this feeling It's about me and not anybody else. i got to fight for number one. I I have to take care of number one. And because even being born again, we don't understand the truth, but we do at Valley because we've been taught. We now know that we are the body of Christ. You now, today, have purpose and reason to flourish in your life. You are called and are created to be, to become a fisher of men, and now are concerned about others. Your life is about others. God said, I will take care of you, and you minister to others. In 2 Peter chapter 1, we read this, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain unto life, this life on this earth, and godliness, our spiritual life, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory 
and virtue, by glory and virtue. It is not about God made a mistake one day in the sweet by and by. It is now. You are called in this because you are this. You are created to be this amazing man or woman of God. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. The third thing that we learn, that we are created to walk in Jesus' footsteps. The Bible tells us that we are created in his image and in his likeness. In other words, that we are created by him and like him. To be great in the kingdom of God, you become a servant. We serve one another. Our last but not least point that we will finish with today, by faith we are created to build God's kingdom. This is our mission. This is your assignment. Almost every time that Jesus spoke, he spoke of this kingdom that is flourishing in you because you were born again. The ability of the kingdom, the power of the kingdom, the authority of the kingdom is in you and can absolutely not only transform everything in your life, but everybody that you touch because you're thinking about others. You are a transformed person. Today, now, it is in you. Almost every time Jesus spoke, he spoke of this kingdom. Let me read the scriptures to you again. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent means to change your mind, to do a 180. The next verse, now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, change your mind, think differently, and believe in the gospel. Next in Matthew 10, and as you go preaching, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Begin to live that out. Begin to speak that out. Every decision you make is based upon the transformation in your life. Yeah, but pastor, I struggle with this. I know that. I struggle in things too. But the thing is, the kingdom of, of God is at hand. It's in me. I have the ability to change it. Jesus is crying out, repent. Change your mind about everything in life. Let your perspective on everything be seen through the eyes, the revelation, and the insight of the kingdom of God. Jesus is proclaiming this in Luke 17. He says, now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observations. Nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. It's within you. The power and authority of this perfect kingdom of God is within you. All you have to do is recognize it, understand it, know it, and begin to walk in it. Even though all Hades is breaking loose outside, all of this rejection that people are living by and decisions they're making and their anger and the frustration it doesn't hang on to you because within you is a power that has defeated all of that rejection. Amen. 
And you can live in power. You can live in an ability of understanding that you are important in the kingdom of God. Who are you? We have been asking this question. You are great in the kingdom of God because you're serving one another. Because when we walk in these doors, not someday I might get over it, you walk in these doors and you're hugging people. You're more concerned about others than you are concerned about what God's going to do for you. When you walk in these doors, you don't take offense of other people. When you walk in these doors, you walk with a heart of forgiveness. Because this world is not perfect. Because you and I, in this world, are not perfect. But we have the perfect kingdom of God. We have the perfect Holy Spirit that resides in us. And we can live this life. And we can face the stuff that has brought defeat for years. And we can break down the, the junk of, our, of the family tree that has brought in uh, anger and frustration and all the different things that are just saying, why do I act this way? Because you were trained for years to live this way, to think this way. But praise God in this transformation, the Bible says to renew your mind to the Word of God and you can walk as what God has created you to become. Hmm. Today, I'm going to conclude this series by giving you the third way we partner with God to build his kingdom. Remember, we found that we build the kingdom with prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. The second of all we found is we build the kingdom with giving. In God's kingdom regarding giving, in Mark chapter 10, we read the story of the man who had great possessions. And he had to sell all and give to the poor. And I want to tell you, Jesus was not talking about salvation. Jesus was talking about the fruit of salvation. And the fruit of salvation, the story is what is holding you back from kingdom results in your life here on this earth. This man held all the laws. He did everything right, except one thing, that he had his grip on something that he would not let go. Remember the story of the monkey and how they catch monkeys in other nations where they have that bottle and they put something that's enticing to the monkey. Monkey sticks its, its arm into that bottle and grabs that thing, but because the neck is so small, he tries to pull his hand out with that thing, and it won't go out, and that bottle's tied to a tree, tied to a rock. And all the hunters have to do is walk up to him, club him in the head, because he won't let go. He won't let go of the stuff that has bothered him, the stuff that, that has this guy, the, the, the riches in his life. Riches aren't bad. Riches are good. God said he'll bless you with houses and land. God wants to prosper you. And people take these scriptures and they try to deal that being rich is evil, all the different things. No, what he's talking about, if you want to get the fullness of the kingdom of God, let go of the past and begin to move in the things of God for today. The kingdom of God that resides in you, the power and the authority, break down those walls that have held you back and then build spiritual walls that hold the stuff that used to get you every single day of your life. 
through the word of God. Jesus says, let go of your past. Jesus says, let go of your anger. Jesus says, let go of your hurt. Jesus says, let go of false security and give you, give your all to me. Don't let anything hold you back from experiencing all of God's kingdom. That's what that's talking about. So the only way to be released from the trap you're in is to let it go and give it away. Because remember, Jesus says, give it away. The kingdom of God is about being a giver, not a taker. The kingdom of God is being a giver, one that gives, one that gives of your, if, if you don't have money, everyone thinks about money. If you don't have money, give of your heart, give of your, your ability, give of your time. Be there, give of graciousness. A soft word turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. So what do you give away? You give away soft words. When people come against you, give away soft words. So the only way to be released from the trap you're in is to let it go and give it away. Now, here it is what we must understand. The kingdom of God, it must become more important to you that you live in the kingdom of God than to stay trapped in even one thing. There's a thing you're holding on to. There's something, you know, what someone said, what someone didn't say, what someone did, what someone didn't do. Someone got promoted at work and you didn't. And so you're at work and you're struggling every single day to get up and go to work. That's not their fault. That's the fault of not letting it go, not understanding. Psalm 75, God's the one that promotes and God's the one that sets down. And if someone has, has come against and done opposite of God's will and you let it go, God says the kingdom of God will blow it away and you will receive what God's called you to have. But you got to become that. Is it a position? Is it money? Is it your will and your desire? Let God break your heart so you can lay hold of the kingdom. The third way we can partner with God is this. To build the kingdom with serving. To build the kingdom with serving. Be servants to this house. Be servants to your community. Be servants in your home. In Mark chapter 12, there's another story with Jesus. They're always trying to ask Jesus these questions to, to uh, get him trapped in what he says so they can go on all the news stations. Oh, forget, the news stations aren't back then. But so that they can religiously say that he's fake and he's false and he's no good. And so what what they do is they come to him and, and they, they're asking Jesus a question. Verse 28 says, And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he has answered them well, asked him 
which is the first commandment of all. And Jesus answered him, the first of all, the commandments is... Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Jesus answers, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So the scribe said to him, Well said, teacher. You have spoken the truth, for there is one God, and there is no other but but he. And to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your soul, with all your strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. But after that one, after that, no one dared question him. He said, you are getting this. You're not far. But the reason why Ryan, Pastor Ryan, broke out in song is because Jesus did when he answered the question. The the question that Jesus answered was a question the scribes were asking themselves many years. You see, there were 613 commandments in the law. 248 were positive, 
365 were negative. Most of these laws were made by men. They were asking the question, what is the most important law? And Jesus began the answer with what all the spiritual leaders prayed every day, and it's called the Shema. All of the Jews were pleased because Jesus sang the Shema. Jesus sang in Deuteronomy 6, verse 4 and 5. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. They would sing that. Every single day you would hear leaders and those who loved God would sing that in the streets, sing that in the morning. And Jesus in Mark 12 added the second in verse 31 and says this about it. And the second like it, like the first one, that everybody believed, everybody knew was truth, says 31 and says this about it. And the second is like it, is this. Just as important is the image of the first. Just as important and is the image of the first or and equal to. Verse 31, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these two. Can you imagine all through someone who maybe is 80 years old, every single day of his life is remembering that this song was sung every morning. Then they ask Jesus a question, and they say, Jesus, you're right, because we all know that this is the greatest commandment. And then Jesus singing says, and the second is like it, is equal to it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Can you imagine how blown away they were? Can you imagine the thought process that they had? They were so blown away, none of them had any more questions. They could not despise or refute truth. Because what they had done in creating all the laws from the law of God what they had done is they had put God in his rightful place, but didn't put man in their rightful place. What they did was gave God all of this authority and power where God has given us. He created us to become and to be like him. And for it to be scriptural, Jesus had to not only say the Shema, sing the Shema, he added to the Shema, but it was co-equal, and he said, you and I are co-equal. That we must understand because the power of God reigns and rules in us and through us. And if we will understand that, every situation, every place we go to, we will then begin to live a life that is full of joy, a life that is full of no judgment, but the understanding of this, 
is you no longer live your life rejected. You no longer live your life feeling like you're worthless and you can't do it. When God speaks, when God speaks to you, you say, yes, sir. Yes, I will do that. And the reason why he will speak through you and work through you is because your heart, you're not only singing that you love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and soul, but you will begin singing that you love your neighbor as yourself. When you know who you are, when you know who you're created to be, when you understand that you are a child of God, a son or daughter of God, and you can do all things, then you will begin to love what God has done in and through you in spite of what the mirror shows you. And you know who you are. And you know what God's called you to be. And you walk in this power. And you walk in this authority. And you speak truth. The world is lying to you. The world is lying to you. Rise up, sons and daughters of God, and begin to realize what God has said already. It is a done deal. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. Verse 31 again, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Verse 31 again shocked everyone because the Shema is absolutely right, but equal to it is love your neighbor. This this was the law buried in Leviticus 19. You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Jesus quoted scripture. They could not question it. They could not refute it. No one would ever imagine this equal to loving God by loving your neighbor. This is the principle and the identity of the kingdom of God. Whoever it is that's in your grasp, love them. Hug someone who is sad. If someone's in the hospital, go see them. Your coworker, let love prevail. There's nothing worse in the kingdom of God for a son or a daughter of God to hold grudges and to hold anger towards someone. Jesus wants us to understand we have the power and of the authority of serving. The trunk or tree to cross the street. Bring that candy. Fill it up. Make it there so much we have to throw bags to the people of candy. The CARES gift giveaway. The men are buying bikes, all the different things that are going. You must understand, be a giver. Well, pastor, I don't have any money. I don't, well, then go and serve. Talk to Pastor Dan. Talk to Pastor Ryan. Talk, talk to everybody. <laughs> Just dive in. Let's love our neighbor. Let's serve. Let's love our church.
Today I walked in and I saw a few people up here on the platform and I began to weep. That's the kingdom of God. God gave you a sword. Let me explain it this way. That sword is to poke holes in the thin veil that separates God's kingdom from people. With your life, you shine on others to see their victory. Your greatest desire is that that person sitting next to you has victory. We need to get out of the phase that, you know, when we come into the church and say, Pastor, sharpen my sword and put a finer edge on it. I want to grow. I want to be all this. I just want to be this, this person shining in the darkness. We got to get out of that phase. It's not about being better than someone else. Instead, we ought to come to this place with battered, beaten, and dull swords from going out all week in the marketplace. That we should be uh, sitting there and talking with people and ministering to people and going the extra mile and baking a pie for the sick and doing the different things and coming in weary. Well, I'm so tired I can't go to church. That's when you need to come to church to get your sword revived, to get your sword uh, from being battered of going out and, and, and doing battle for the neighbor. And then you come in and you get refreshed and you get healed. Pastors are called to equip the saints for the work of their ministry. We need to come to this place with those dull swords from going out all week, punching holes in the veil and seeing the kingdom of God come in this place. Now, we can sharpen our swords because sometimes we have a hard week, don't we? Sometimes you go to work and you say, what in the world is going on? I don't like this place. You go home weary. You go home tired. You're frustrated. You want to kick somebody at work underneath the table. But our job is to punch holes in that veil. The very reason why they're acting the way they are is because they feel rejected, because they're living by their past, because they're living by their hurt. We need to perceive past that. We need to see past the thing and begin to to. Minister. Now, I want to tell you, sometimes we do come in battered and beaten up. That's why we have the Bible studies. That's why we have the freedom ministries. That's why we have the women's Bible studies and the, and the men's breakfasts and the different things for the men. That's why we have these things. That's why we have the high school uh, home group. That's why we have these things. Is why? Is so that we can grow together because we are family. We are called here, and we are family. And we are to punch holes in that veil. Why? So we can be the hero and put notches on our belt of all that we've done? No. So that we can say, this week, I've gone out into the marketplace, and I have touched lives. When my boss is acting like he's Satan's son, I have authority over that, and how I do, a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. 
I can stand there in the midst of someone else's hurt and perceive past their hurt and go after it. And sometimes, let me just tell you, church, sometimes people will watch this. This sounds like lack of faith. It's not. They choose it. Sometimes people will never change. But don't let them drag you into their pit. Amen? And, and you, learn, you, feel, you feel sad. You feel sorry for them. And you pray for them. Why are you waking up in the middle of the night and praying for your boss? You know, bottom line, sometimes you want to pray, Lord, get them. <laughs> but let me give you a secret. If you don't walk in kingdom reality, you block God from getting him if that was his plan. I could quote scripture to you. I'm not. That's another study we'll do. But the reality is, everyone look at me. In the finish of this series, do you not know how amazing you are? I don't care what you've done, what you've said, where you've been, what all the different things. You're still amazing in the kingdom of God. You're born again. You have within you the kingdom of God. You've got to realize it and forget, let go of the past. Let go of the stuff, and you need to move forward. Be everything God's called you to be. It's amazing to me how some people actually think they get strength by holding things against somebody. It is ripping you apart. Well, you know what so-and-so said. You know what they did? Oh, really? What happened? And then the story begins to enlarge, gets bigger. Before you know it, the crew becomes bigger. Instead of one person, that one-on-one, two people, three people, five people, seven people, ten people, and you got a battle. And if people would just live kingdom principles, instantaneous, soft answer, and it diffuses the things the enemy would want to bring. We need to punch holes in the veil. Why? So the kingdom of God collides with everyone, with all on this earth. My question with you now, that you know what you're to become, now what are you going to do? We have always backed away in this series from what you're doing. This is what you do. This is how you do it. And we've been talking about who you are created to be and become it. Now that you've become it, now the question you need to have, now what do I do? Let's all stand. What am I supposed to do? Well, I guess I'll go to the 500 people I'm holding things against and ask them to forgive me. No. You become. Not because you're going to prove to someone you're a better person. You just become it. You begin living kingdom life. And the same person comes to you that you just now just ready to comes to you 
And you're different because you perceive things differently. The soft answer. Even though your flesh wants to say, kick them. I don't like you. But your spirit is saying, no. Kingdom, authority. Soft answer. It will defeat the very work of the enemy. But pastor, you don't know how bad it is. I guess Jesus, when he said it is finished on the cross, didn't do a good job. He defeated the work, the accomplishment, everything the enemy did or wants to do. Past, present, future. And all you have to do is walk in it. This is what I'm going to pray. And some of you might say, Pastor, don't pray that. I'm going to pray that this week you're going to have a chance to experience instead of living by your flesh that you allow the kingdom of God to be revealed through your action. What that means, your boss, some of you, is going to be the same way. Amen. You're going to find your prayers will be answered. But not only that, your prayers will change how you pray. I remember when I first got born again, different things. That's got to be a demon. In Jesus' name, I have rebuked that person. What? That's 100% opposite of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever, who's whoever, Whoever. Okay. Mussolini. Hitler. Whoever. Your neighbor. That's right. That's the kingdom of God. Father, thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for life-changing events this week in Jesus name in Jesus name I proclaim that the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit will rule and reign Lord you have promised us things we receive it by faith but we live in it in the process of it of who we are and how we perceive and act now will be different When we walk on this campus, Lord, we're running to this campus to hug somebody, to encourage somebody, to be a blessing for someone, to give, to serve. When we go home, things aren't good, but we're going home because the kingdom of God is at hand and it will transform our home when we live and do what's within us. Nothing can stop the kingdom of God. And I thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name, we are and we will accomplish your kingdom. 
in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Give the Lord a great applause. Amen. Next week, I begin a new series, and it's going to add on to what we've been talking about. Sign up for everything. Enjoy your week. God bless you. My concrete heart won't stop me My concrete heart won't stop me I sing like it's the first time